Steve and Justin use YCharts for their winning investment research. So start your free trial now. And if you purchase, mention InvestTalk and get a generous discount at YCharts.com. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, April 16th, 2019. I'm Steve Peasley. And I do thank you for joining me today. And I hope you will also call me. It just is a call-in show, and you drive it. You you take it wherever you want to take it. As long as it's financial, we'll go there. I don't want to go someplace else. Financial is fine. And then when and if you do make the call, you know, you'll make the show interesting. You do. Not me. I'll, you know, I'm just the guy who moves it along. But whatever questions you have, probably other people have the same kinds of questions. So, you know, maybe not necessarily the same stocks, but we'll try to turn every stock question into a little lesson if we can't. At least that's what I try to do. So, you want to become a better investor? This is the show to do it, and you can ask questions while we're all learning. Now, today, in this hour, I'm going to do my best to move everything along so that you can be financially free, whatever that means to you. I I wish I could say, so you can make $5 million, or you can have... 10 years from now, X amount of dollars. But I don't know if that's what is enough for you or not enough. And I don't know if you can make it there because I don't know who you are. I don't know how old you are. I don't know how many years you have. But I can and we can learn to invest the best way we possibly can to grow our money to get to a point at some time down the road to give you freedom. Freedom from having to work and just choosing to work. So our Anytime Listener line is open right now. The number is 888-99-CHART. Now, in today's Invest Talk, the main talking point, the main one we're going to talk about is stocks are breaking through an important inflection point. They are. So where does it go from here? We're going to talk about that. What is that inflection point? What's the next resistance level? And in our class, uh, Invest Talk Academy, we had classes, and I talk about what resistance levels are on a chart. And that's where we are. We just broke through an S&P, a, a resistance level, and we have one more major one left if we can break it. And that's what we're going to discuss. I'm also going to talk about funding the Social Security. Remember, the money is going to run out in 2034, 15 years from now. There's a proposal on the table. We'll talk about that. How, how builders still are upbeat, home builders and they're still upbeat. So what does that mean for the housing market? And uh, something we didn't get to last week that I wanted to do, le- lessons to learn, living through market crashes. It's pretty hard to do, living through market crashes. So we'll review some of the market crashes that we've had. And 10 best places to live uh, uh, out of 125 most populous metro areas in the United States. Which one's the best? And by the way, it's the same same one was last year. So, and I'll give you the other nine too. So that's what we're going to discuss, everybody. But of course, again, you drive the show wherever you want to drive it. So let's do that. Let you make the decision where we want to go. So let's take a look at some of the market news today. 
We're in the year earnings season, right? Profits are fueling some stocks, and the profits are looking pretty decent. And it may be looking decent because the experts really downgraded a lot of their prospects. They thought it would be the first quarter of our earnings, the beginning of our earnings recession. An earnings recession is where earnings go down from a year ago quarter, and a recession is when it goes down two quarters in a row. And so that's what everybody's looking at. And the earnings so far have been pretty decent. Not great, but decent. Okay, so that's what we're looking at. Are we going to be in earnings recession or not? Now, four Dow stocks reported. Microsoft, Procter Gamble, or a couple of them. And they hit all-time highs. Okay, the S&P and the NASDAQ have hit 2019 highs. The high for the year right now. Now, remember, we had a really bad December. The market went down 10%, and that's what that's what we're coming from. But for, if you just talk about this year, you got to be careful because statements can mislead you. Yeah, 2019 highs, but that's at, we are not at where we were. We're getting close. We were, you know, last September, October, we were at a high, and then the market fell. So... Now, the economy looks pretty decent. Layoffs are at the lowest level since 1969. Consumer spending is pretty pretty decent, pretty strong. Auto sales are strong. Wages are increasing. Initial jobless claims, which are leading economic uh, indicator, and it comes out every week, are at their lowest, lowest point in 50 years. Lowest point in 50 years. And I mentioned this before, but if you think about it, how is that possible when 50 years ago we had a much much fewer and much few less a population working uh, wage earners okay and we are now on, on jobless claims people filing for unemployment claims on a weekly basis at the level of 50 years ago but we have much more employees and much more people so that kind of gives you kind of an idea how strong really our job market really is. So, hmm. so will we have an earnings recession? Don't know. I'm not sure about that. There have been 6,000 retail store closings as of April, by the way. 6,000 retail stores have closed. The convenience, variety of access to goods, ability to price compare, and the instant gratification of online shopping has had a profound effect on stores. The stores that are failing, like Payless and Charlotte Russe, they don't seem to appear to have an internet strategy. The ones who are succeeding are those that have the internet strategy to compete with Amazon. And they've been slow to react. You've got to compete. This is a perfect example of uh, creative destruction. The class I'm going to put on this Thursday is going to all be about creative destruction. Creative destruction in our economics and how to invest with that in mind, okay? Okay, Amazon is launching a free uh, advertising-supported music streaming service. Amazon is now the big dog in the game is Spotify, right? They're number one with 96 million subscribers. Apple is second with 56 million, almost half, a little more than half of what Spotify has. And, but you got to remember, Amazon has already a foothold in millions of homes because of they the the they have that the devices echo you know already in the home and amazon already has content a huge library of music 
they use now and have been using for their prime music service. So uh, they have a big, you know, gonna, they'll be a big competitor. They'll be a big competitor. And speaking of streaming, streaming music, how about video streaming? Netflix shares are up 30% since the start of uh, 2018. And we've talked about, mentioned that, remember, they have 139 million subscribers worldwide. We mentioned Disney is coming out with its streaming, what was it, $9, $6, $9 a month or something like that. So who else is going to get in this field? I'm sure AT&T is at some point. They are sell- AT&T is selling off their Hulu, Hulu H-U-L-U, uh, video streaming service, the stake they have in it. Well, that's because they're getting ready to come out with their own. So we'll see. And did you, everybody see Game of Thrones? I mean, every, I've read all the books a couple times. And um, I have never seen the show. Never. Every time I ever watch something that's from a book, I've been pretty disappointed. But Game of Thrones, everybody just loves it. I mean, it has 17 million viewers on its, you know, its uh, debut this season. And apparently, they're going past the books. The storyline is moving faster than the books that can be written. So, that's interesting. Well, there's always kind of lots of interesting stuff. I could keep talking, but I don't want to. <laughs> you come first. What do you want to talk about? Our number is 888-99-CHART. And uh, do we have time to go to Gene in North Carolina? Gene, you have to hold over the break. I'm sorry, I got a little, little bit too uh, talky. I'll try to improve my, improve that. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I've got a save the date reminder for you. Uh, I'll be in San Jose, California, on May 1st, a couple weeks away, a couple weeks away from tomorrow. And if you uh, live anywhere in Northern California, I encourage you to make plans to sit down with me if you can. No cost, portfolio review, consultation, talk about your retirement plans. Be happy to do it. May 1st, Wednesday, May 1st. Go to investtalk.com. Remember, space is limited. Go to investtalk.com, send me an email, or you can call if too, if you want. We're live, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Thank you for waiting, Gene. I apologize. Thank you. Thanks for taking my call. So the tax deadline just just uh, passed uh, yesterday. I just yes. had a general question about get your opinion about what what do you think is the best and maybe the most efficient way that a government can tax its uh, citizens by divided into three different types: a uh, a sales tax or a value added tax, a property tax, and income tax. I've always liked the value added tax, the VAT, the best. Um, that you know means that the manufacturer 
you know, has to pay taxes as they're as they're improving a raw material. Raw material goes from raw material to uh, you know something that they actually will use, and maybe that manufacturer sells that something might be a chemical that they actually sell to somebody else who uses it in a process. So each way, each step, they pay something similar to a, a, a sales tax. They call it a value-added tax as they add value to the thing. I like that idea, and I know it's used in Europe. But, of course, governments, when they start taxing, they tax everything they can. Uh, so, they, you know, most governments are run by income tax and also some value. Remember, even a value-added tax, you, the consumer, are going to pay. You're paying for it. You know, they'll, they're going to pass those costs along to you. So, almost every tax out there, you're paying. You and I pay for it. Um, the reason why I like the value-added um, tax, value tax, more expensive items are bought by wealthier people, and therefore, you know, wealthier people are paying higher, more taxes. I, I kind of like that idea. You had another question? Can I tell you? Can I tell you my opinion? Sure. Yeah. So I, I think I think I agree with you. I think actually that's probably the most efficient way in terms of bookkeeping. I mean, you don't have mm-hmm. to have an account with the government to for the government nope. to collect. Uh, sales tax, you know, they they just need to right. collect the tax from the from the manufacturers or the people you buy from. There's uh, right. there's it's, it's harder to sort of um, avoid paying that tax. You don't need, you know, uh, to like income tax is probably the worst. For example, I mean, you, you, we actually have people who you know pay a third party service to figure out what the, how much they owe right. the government. I mean. How ridiculous I can't. Is that? I can't figure it out. I certainly can't figure out my income tax. I can't figure it out. So I have to hire and if, people. If, and if you, if you mention someone to someone, you know, ten or twenty or thirty years ago, you, you to figure out your income tax, you need a computer. I mean, how that, yeah. that even sounds more ridiculous. I, I think that yeah, the, uh, the value-added tax is probably the or, or the sales tax, and at the point of sale, is probably the cleanest transaction. And, and you're right. The, the more problem people with the, buy, and the, the, the people yeah. who, are, who are wealthier, they pay more because they they consume more. That's right. I, that's why I like it. I, I like it because it's progressive by its nature. You know, um, um, I think income tax. See, the government really. Have you ever heard of the Laffer curve? Laffer, L-A-F-F-E-R. For you know, the government is so foolish in the way they take tax dollars. You know, there's more efficient ways, and they can make actually make more money, but they don't apply, you know, some principles that they should. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call. I, I do, I do appreciate it. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I believe that every investor should determine their individual risk tolerance. We can do that for free. We have a risk lies little questionnaire on our website at investtalk.com. Answer the questions, and I'll give you a score, and then I'll explain to you what the score means. But now I'm ready for your calls, 888-99-CHART. Have you visited investtalkacademy.com? You should. It can help you learn to invest like a pro because it features online classes that can teach you how to grow your investments independently. And you can learn more at investtalkacademy.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here, and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, let's talk to Keith in Phoenix. He wants to talk about Tesla. How are you doing, Keith? Good, Steve. Thanks. How are you? 
I'm good. Thank you for the call. So I was, uh, I guess, fortunate, maybe unfortunate, uh, interested to hear what you think, uh, to get in at Tesla at a, at a pretty low price. And even where it's at now uh, on today's close, I'm, I'm still in the money. But I'd, I'd be interested to hear what your take is. Uh, I know you've been a little bit skeptical of them uh, as of late. Uh, you know, I'm kind of curious now. I'm starting to get a little bit uh, antsy uh, as I'm starting to look forward to their their earnings and see what uh, – you know what some of their financials are are looking like, but I'd be curious to get your okay. your input and insight on uh, on Tesla. Okay, Tesla T S L A. Everybody, I think most people know who it is. Manufacture high performance, fully electric vehicles. So I have said on the air many times in the past that I think Tesla could be the next big auto company if they can get their finances in order. That's the biggest issue. Uh, they have. They, this is a perfect example of creative destruction. They have created. A new, not a, I guess we can't say a new vehicle because I don't know if they, attend, they didn't create as a new electric car, but they created the market for high-end electric cars, and they're the ones just the first to market with it. The question is, is can they capitalize on it? And they're having trouble with that. Um, and you know, Keith, I think I think this company could be huge, but it may not be. I think it's still going to be huge, but it may not be with the original stockholders. That's you. Okay? That's you. Because they have so much debt. And he keeps coming up with really good ideas, but have no way to pay for them. And he keeps burying them in more debt. And they can't do that forever. You cannot. Um, they can make a lot of money if he would just, you know, concentrate on manufacturing cars. I think that it's, the stock price right now is at good support, around $250, $260 a share. It's a $273 right now. If it holds this area, it might go back up to your you know, $350, $370 area. But the stock itself is not worth that kind of money. I think they're starting to see a slowdown in their sales and back and, and you know and they can't deliver the cars in Europe like they said promised they would do. And he promises a lot and fails to reach the promise. But the company is growing very fast sales-wise. It's the debt that's going to bury them if they get buried. So if it doesn't bounce up from this price range right where it is. So I would say if it below goes below 260 bucks, I would go ahead and get out if I were you. If it stays above it and starts to go back up above 300 to approaching to 350, I'd take the money and run if I were you. Okay. okay. No, that's great. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Keith. Tesla. You know, I don't want to badmouth Tesla because I think he's a genius, but he's also an idiot. You ever notice that there's a lot of people that are really, really smart people, really smart people, and he's one of them. I, I give him that. But their common sense is lacking. And I think he is lacking in a major common sense way. He has very little common sense about what he's doing. He keeps shooting himself in the foot, getting in trouble with the SEC about making statements he's not supposed to make about public company. Remember, he acts like it's his company. It's not his company. It's not. It's a public company. Me, you, the shareholder's company. You can't do stuff. You are now required to do things in a certain way, especially if you say things about the company. You've got to... So he knows it, by the way. He knows it. And he's gotten big trouble with it already, and yet he still does it. He's in trouble again. 
Foolish. Foolish. But he's a genius. Give him that. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4270. Okay, I want to talk about rollovers real fast. You know how you can roll over your IRA from one IRA into another IRA and so on and so forth? Perfectly legit. But there is a little problem. Let's say you have an IRA with a CD and you want to roll it into another CD and you want to roll it in three months later, you want to roll it into another CD. You know, you only can do one rollover like that in 365 days. You cannot take the money. You know, you're allowed to take the money and then 60 days, before 60 days, we're going to put it back in an IRA somewhere else. You're allowed to do that, but you're allowed to do it that way only once a year. You can transfer the IRA as many times as you want to a new custodian, but you cannot take the money out and then re-put it in another IRA that you know, only once every 365 days. If you do it twice, that is a distribution of the whole money in your pocket, and you're going to be taxed. And if you're not old enough, you'll be penalized. That's a little quirk out there, so be very careful that's a little quirk that most people don't know. Be very careful when you take the physical possession of the money in your IRA to put it in another IRA to avoid taxes, which is perfectly legit. Within 60 days, you can do that. But if you do it that way, within a year, you will be it will be counted. The second time would be counted as a distribution. Don't do it. Tomorrow on Invest Talk, four ways people do not make rational money decisions as they reach retirement. Hint, the choices become more complex as you end your accumulation phase. That story is tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. What's your question? 888-99-CHART is how to reach Invest Talk right now. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial, where principals and Invest Talk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are independent financial advisors. For clients, they are fiduciaries. Steve and Justin have a duty and a commitment to always place the interests of their clients ahead of the firm. This is different from the way many other organizations operate. And one way you can realize the benefit of an association with KPP Financial is to know that KPP practices parallel investing. This means that the personal investment accounts of KPP principals participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. It's an important difference. You can learn more anytime at investtalk.com. At KPP Financial, we offer independent thinking with shared success. The market continues to show ups and downs, and of course you want unbiased investing advice. So, Steve is here taking your calls live. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Peter in San Francisco. How you doing, Peter? Hey, good. Thanks for taking my call. I got a question on Cisco, uh, CSCO. Uh-huh. I've been holding yes. the stock for for quite a long time, and I see that 
been increasing and just wondering your thoughts on what I should be doing by sell or hold. Okay. Well, you should hold on to it for the time being, but I would, it's been marching up since the very bottom, very fast. The bottom was in, you know, late December. And so now you have a pretty straight line up from that point. It's that new 52 week high. And there's this old saying, you know, the trend is your friend, Peter. So it's still in trend. You want to stay with it. You want to stay with it until it breaks the trend down. Then you get out. So if I draw a trend line on this stock, that break of a trend is right around, oh, I would say close to 55 and a half. It's at 56.95 right now. So I Cisco is a very good company, but right now it's at the high of its five-year range on the PE. It's at 20, and and its five-year range is 10 to 20. Good numbers, 23% return on equity. Earnings are growing. Sales are growing about 8%. Big company pays a 2.5% dividend. But... If you, you know, this is the point where you say, well, maybe I need to take some profits off the table. So, doesn't mean you have to sell all of it, Peter, when it breaks the trend. You can sell half or whatever if you still want to hold on to it. But I would I would draw a trend line. The 20-day moving average is 54.54. So, you know, that will keep going up as the stock keeps going up. You can use that 20-day moving average as your get out. And that'll keep going up as long as the stock moves up. And if it breaks down below that 20-day moving average, then sell. In other words, use a signal, Peter, instead of just guessing. Because what if it keeps marching up? I don't know. You know, you still want to hold it while it keeps marching up. So I, I would use that. I would just make a rule. Uh, 20-day moving average, if it breaks down below that, I'm going to sell half or all or trend-lined. You know, and you can you can... You don't, you know, there's stockcharts.com. You can type in the symbols CSCO and draw your own trend line or put in a 20 day moving average and it automatically tells you as soon as you type in the symbol. So, you know, there's ways that you can track. Okay, Peter? Appreciate the call. Okay, thank you. Thank you. My main talking point today stocks are breaking through an inflection point that could take the market to new highs. Now, the inflection point is the S&P 500. We're talking about the S&P 500 broke 2,900 today, okay? Its top, uh, which was last year, at the end of last year, was 2,940. So it's 40 points from breaking its all-time high. If it breaks its all-time high, it's just like Cisco. We don't know where it's going to go. It could keep marching up. Cisco's at a new 52-week high. It's been going up. It could keep going up. But that's resistance because that's what the high it was before going back there. The, why does it become resistance? Because at that point, it was a high, right, last year, late last year. Then it fell sharply in November, December, right? Maybe October, November, December. It fell sharply in December, really sharply. So now that's the old-time high. Those people that bought it near that high and now lost money, now it's coming back to their high, and those people say, Oh, I'm getting even. I'm going to get out. I'm getting even. Scared me. I, I, I'm going to get out. That's why it becomes resistance because people sell into that old high trying to get their money back and get even. Well, there's still buyers coming in, but there's more sellers now. So the stock stops or the index or whatever, ETF, stops moving up because there's a lot of selling pressure. 
So that's why the 2940 is going to be important, breaking through. Can we break through? And J.P. Morgan had a record result, and the, the earnings beat. And the reason why that's important is the financial stocks. Financial stocks are very important for the stock market and for the economy. Chevron, they made that big acquisition, or offered the big $33 billion to buy Anadarko. Well, when you have those kind of you know, speculative combinations, that's very positive for the market. One company A buying company B. Doesn't always mean that's the smartest thing to do, but if that happens, there's a lot of confidence, and they spend big bucks. And, you know, what are the analysts thinking? A lot of times, you know, analysts are wrong. So I'm, I'm not a big follow-the-analyst type of guy. They're too wrong too often. So I think it. I think independent thinking. Part of the part of my little spiel is always independent. Uh, independent thinking, so we all can have success. Think independently. I don't want to be an analyst. You know, I don't want to make my own decisions. I don't believe. One of the it, you can just go back to two thousand eight. Look how many analysts were wrong. Almost all of them. Look at that back of the dot com. All. 99 and 9 tenths of the analysts were wrong. They kept telling you to buy, buy, buy right when the market was ready to crash. Both times. Why aren't they telling you back then? Most of them should be saying, hey, you know, now you got to take some profits off the table, move to be a little bit more defensive, blah, blah. No, no. Buy, 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 buy. That's all they, that's all they want to do. So they're wrong. I don't, that you think independently. That's the best thing to do. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I hope you are making the right choices with your money. It's your 401k. I hope so. Everybody, you know, it's very difficult. You know, if you have trouble with making those choices or you're not sure what to do, well, we have a program that might fit. Maybe uh, we have what we call an active 401k program. Active 401k pay program and it's it's math based it's not something we just you know oh, decide to do that and it's based on mathematics and it uses your 401k choices because everybody's is different you know so so and it uses your personal risk tolerance as to whether you want to be aggressive not aggressive so it tries to address all those issues directly so just go to uh, resttalk.com look for the investtalk.com look for active 401k program we're live. Questions 888 99Chart. This is Invest Talk, made possible by KPP Financial. If, to any degree, you are unsure about the consistency of your skill set with regard to managing your portfolio, now may be a smart time for you to ask KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein for individualized guidance. You can start with a no obligation phone call to the KPP Financial Office in Irvine, California, or send Steve and Justin a message through investtalk.com. And be sure to save the date. On Wednesday, May 1st, Steve Peasley will be returning to San Jose, California to sit down with listeners who understand the value of a no-cost portfolio review. So tell your friends and register to meet with Steve on May 1st. The Invest Talk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with questions. 888-99-CHART. Yeah, hi. My name is Nick in Hayward. I was going to ask Steve regarding uh, Lyft. 
this uh, IPO stock, uh, the IPO today. What do you think? Uh, is it the right time to get in or, or wait or what? Thank you. Well, obviously, it didn't IPO today. It was, what, last week, week before? Lyft? Uh, no. Um, you don't buy IPOs. Look at look at Lyft. You, you know, it, it came out. The first trade was, what, around 80 bucks a share? Okay, first trade. Was it at today? 56. You do not buy IPOs, everybody. You do not buy them. Why? Because you'll never get them at the IPO price, especially if they're popular. If you could get them at the IPO price, if someone offered to you, your broker offered you an IPO at the IPO price, that means it's a lousy IPO. Why do I say that? Because a broker doesn't want to talk to individuals about their getting the IPO shares sold. They want to talk to one, two, three, four guys that run mutual funds or pension funds and sell a million shares at a time. So they make those few phone calls. Okay, good. I got everybody on. Okay, I'm sold. I'm done. I made four calls. I sold all the IPL shares that we have. Then if they start calling you, they had to call 100 people. No one wants it. See, that's why you, and then almost every IPO, almost not all, and there's the exceptions that drive people nuts because they make a ton of money on them, but almost every IPO out there will be at or below its IPO price six months from the IPO date, initial public offering date, IPO date. Because insiders have to hold on to they the company got people who started the company they have huge amounts of shares they want they're trying to capitalize on the success of their company they sh- they are they are not allowed to sell their insider shares for six months after comes IPO and after six months guess who's selling well guess what happens everybody knows that so the shares are going down before the six month period is up <laughs> so you know. You got to learn the game of investing. You got to learn what Wall Street is playing at. You have to learn how they do things, and then you use that to your best advantage. And one of the one of the ways the thing that you can learn easy is the IPO process. That's something that you can learn and use it to your advantage. So no, don't buy it. Don't buy Lyft. Mm-mm. I would not buy it. It's way overpriced. They're going to lose two dollars a share next. Three dollars a share next year. Three dollars. Per share next year. Why would you want to own this company? I don't like buying companies that don't make money. Remember my rule. A company has to make money. We don't buy it unless it makes money. Okay, Social Security is going to run out of, two, run out of money in 2034. That's 15 years from now. How, how to say, by the way, did I tell you the stock market was up today? I don't know if I even went over that. The stock market was up 68 points. The Dow was. NASDAQ was up 24 and the S&P was up 1. Okay, so just you know, is up. Um, so there, there is a plan uh, in the government to save Wall uh, to save Social Security. This is their plan, their proposal, raising taxes. Oh, big surprise there, <laughs> right? <laughs> of course, they're going to raise taxes. What else did they do in Washington? Well, this one they're trying to do it as painless as possible. They're going to raise it one tenth of one percent every year for the next 20 years. And what that will do is go from 12.4% payroll tax for Social Security to 14.8%. Do you know what the tax was when they first came out with Social Security as a percentage? 
It was a fraction of what it is today. A fraction of it. Now it's 12.4% going to go to 14.8. So when do you think that's going to end this raising of our Social Security taxes? How about never? It'll always go up. Pretty soon, percentages will be so high that you know most of your most most of your earnings will be going to taxes someday. I won't be around. Thank goodness. Also, they're going to raise it. You know, you only pay Social Security tax on the first hundred thirty-two thousand nine hundred dollars you make. Then it cuts off. So once you, if you make more than that in paycheck, it cuts off at one hundred thirty-two thousand nine hundred. They're going to raise that to four hundred thousand. Now. There's thinking that this unfairly hurts young people. Unfairly hurts young people. Now, why would that be the case? Why would this unfairly hurt young people? One of the reasons is because they're the ones going to be paying most of it for the longest period of time, right? Because they're young, millennials. So they're going to be working many, 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 many more years than people like me. I'll be dead. I don't have to pay this and I'm going to be retired. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to be active income earner. So, yeah, maybe that's so. I'm not sure why that's a big problem or why people worry about that. I, I wouldn't necessarily worry about it. But I worry about just taxes keep going up and they never go down. I mean, they rarely go down. They, they do every so often. But then there's another, like the Trump tax cuts. That was good for the middle class. It really was, no matter what they say. But you watch. Taxes will creep up over the next 10, 20 years. They'll creep it back up. They always do. Always do. 888-99-CHART. Let's go to another question. Remember the number, 888-992-4278. Hi there. I'm a listener of the Best Talk Show. My name is Noah in Orlando. And I had a question about a company called China Internet Nationwide. Ticker symbol is CIFS. I wanted to see what you thought about this the stock up and seeing it trending more on some of the platforms I've been following and just wanted to know what you think. I look forward to hearing from you on the show about it. Thanks. Okay, this is an extremely tiny company and you know that I say with they're really, really small, they're very, very risky. This one is a $73 million company. That's the total market capitalization. China Internet Nationwide Financial, a China-based provider of financial advisory services to meet the financial and capital needs needs to SMES, whoever that is. I don't know who SMES is, but they're financial advisory services. Uh, they're making money. That's a good thing. They've made money for a number of years. They just came out in 2017. Their IPO was 2017. So they are making money and sales are growing very fast, but when it's still a very, very tiny company. When I say sales are growing fast, I mean they're growing 40, 50%, but that's only like $6 million, $6 million a quarter. Very, very tiny. So um, the PE is pretty low, $3.34 is what they make, but just know that it's, it's really risky because it's so tiny. They don't have any heft. You know, no size. But the numbers look good. Okay. Um, chart looks okay. C-I-F-S. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. That's our goal. And, of course, 
Our work continues right after this break to reach that goal. 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, four ways people do not make rational money decisions as they reach retirement. The choices become more complex at the end of the accumulation phase. That story tomorrow. But now Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hatundra, Union City. How you doing, Hatundra? You want to talk about Apple Computer? Uh, yeah, Steve. Hi. I uh, just want to get your view on Apple for this year and and over the next, uh, say, two to three years. Uh, what would you? Uh, what would be your view on that? Thank you. I think Apple's going to go higher, higher in two or three years from now. I think they'll be higher than it is right now. It's one hundred ninety-nine dollars a stock, a share. Uh, I think Apple's going higher. Yeah, they're going to have short-term problems or issues, but I think that the stock hasn't hasn't finished its run. Um, it's going to make a lot of money. It sales kind of fall. They have to move away from just relying on the cell phone at some point. Sales of cell phone. But that's what they're trying to do. They're moving towards service. They're using, moving toward content. I think they're smart enough to be able to pull it off. So I think they will innovate and diversify their income stream. So I like Apple. I own it. We own it in many of our accounts, by the way. That doesn't mean we don't sell it. We Every so often, we, we rebalance and take some off the table. We've been doing that for years with Apple. At some point, it won't keep going up. Thanks, Antandra. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Brandon in Mill Valley. How you doing, Brandon? Hi, uh, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Great show, as always. I was wondering about Marathon Petroleum. Well, they might be a buyout contender. I mean, someone might buy them out. Marathon Petroleum, it's a $40 billion company. It's not small. But, I, I, you know, they're engaged in refining, marketing, transportation of petroleum products in the Midwest. <clears throat> see, I, I have a feeling we're going to see some consolidation in the in, in this field. And we already saw the first shot over the bow with, you know, with Chevron buying Anadarko. So uh, I think you're going to see more of that. I don't know if Marathon will be acquired or be an acquirer, okay? By themselves, right now, they're a very good value. They're making going to make $9 a share next year, and it's a $60 stock. So they're selling, what, 8 PE? 8? Playing a 3.5% dividend? Yeah, I don't see how you can go wrong buying a stock. As long as you have patience, it will, it will do well. It, it, this is a really good price for Marathon. That's why I say it could be a, a target to buy out, or they may want to have get bigger to so they won't be so tempted someone else to buy them out. So they buy other smaller guys and get bigger. One way or another, I think that's where they're going. Appreciate it, Brandon. Appreciate the call. MPC, Marathon Petroleum. MPC is a symbol. Let's go to Robert in Pleasanton. How you doing, Robert? Hey, Steve. Doing real well. Just had a question for you regarding uh, Goldman Sachs symbol is GS. Uh, looks like they, you know, like with the rest of the market, took a big hit around Christmas time. But then in about the last yep. 90 days or so, they've been trading sideways. And yep. I'm looking at a really low PE, uh, not a lot of dividend, but I'm just wondering what your thoughts are about possibly starting a position in this stock now. 
I think if you're going to start a position, this would be a good place. Goldman Sachs, everybody, GS, provides investment banking securities, investment management services worldwide. And this whole sector has gotten fairly cheap. Um, and Goldman Sachs are supposed to be the smart money on Wall Street, Robert. Goldman Sachs is. And they are. They're pretty smart. Their earnings are going to go up about 10% next year. Uh, sales are, are, you know, they fell 2% in the most recent quarter. But I think that's, I think we've seen the bottom. I don't think, uh, unless we go into recession, then it'll probably weaken. But even, I mean, we're talking about a $201 stock and it's going to make $26 a share next year. So you're talking well below 10, probably 7 P, 7.5. I think that's really inexpensive. If you have patience, it, it'll work well for you. Okay, Robert? All right. Appreciate the call. Goldman Sachs. Okay, thank you. Okay, home builders still are upbeat. Their home builder survey came out, came in at 63. It was 62. This is for April, 63. Anything above 50 is improving conditions. Now, that's not saying that they're going to do fantastic. But the home builders themselves are upbeat. They're not depressed. They're thinking things look pretty good. That's important. Home home sales and value homes, it's important for our economy. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. And I really do thank you for making the show interesting with your calls. So we're going to do it again tomorrow. I'll be here. Please come back. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.